Welcome to the Sports GPS, where all roads lead to sports, with your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 2, Episode 24. Normally, I'd ask Parker what we are getting into today. However, Parker's not here as we have some scheduling conflicts arise. However, I found some familiar voices to help me out this week with Jonah and Eric coming to join. Together, we're going to discuss Week 13 results of the NFL season and then give our Week 14 picks. But have no fear, Parker gave me his picks, so we have his on board as Jonah and Eric discuss it with us. From there, we're doing a full NFL power rankings, 32 to the top team in the league. And then as per usual, I'm ending with the fantasy football segment and I'm going to give you my stardom and sit-ems. I know I had a bad week last week, but hopefully that all can change. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. Uh, Parker, as I've already stated, is not here. So I'm just going to rapid fire through week 13 results real quick, starting with Thursday's game. Cowboys defeated the Saints 27-17. Player of the game, Tony Pollard, had seven uh, carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Just an amazing game for him. But mainly the Dallas D with four interceptions of Taysom Hill and kind of keeping him under wraps for most of the game, uh, especially in the second half there, was kind of the storyline. And the Saints really just don't look like the same team uh, as they did earlier in the year. Going on to the Thursday slates, Bucks defeated the Falcons 30-17. to Player of the game, Tom Brady, 38-51 for 368, four touchdowns. And then also you had Godwin, 15 catches for 143. He did that on 17 targets. If that man gets his target share, he's going to be phenomenal. Brady's one interception was a pick six, which kind of kept the Falcons in the game, but the Bucks were too much in the end. Cardinals defeated the Bears 33-22. Kyler Murray coming back with a with a vengeance after the bye week and after he came off that injury. Goes 11 of 15 for 123 and two touchdowns, but he didn't really need that as he did it with his feet as well. 10 carries for 59 and two touchdowns as well. Defense picked Andy Dalton four times, including the first two drives. That just buried the Bears, and they cannot come back when they're down. Uh, they just don't have the firepower at all. Uh, Chargers then defeated the Bengals 41-22. to What a game this was, actually. The Chargers out to an early lead. The Bengals storm back, get it within two, and then the Chargers score the last 17 of the game. Herbert, player of the game, 26 for 35, 317, three touchdowns and a pick. And as I've already stated, the Chargers defense, two interceptions and a pick and six sacks to go with their fumble return touchdown uh, when they started to pull away late there. Bengals can be scary. They can definitely turn... Uh, the tied back, they have the ability to bring, you know, any score, come back from any score, but they also have a defense and, and, you know, that can give up a lot as well. So that's a scary thing for the Bengals there. The Vikings defeated, oh, oh wait, they lost to the Lions 29 to 27. Uh, Jared Goff and, of course, his girlfriend were the player of the games, 25 41 for 296 and three touchdowns. Honorable mention in a loss, Justin Jefferson, 11 receptions for 182 and a touchdown. Um, I don't know if you've seen memes out there, uh, as I am an Eagles fan, there's a meme out there mainly uh, from the Nickelback song, 
uh, look at this Eagles draft. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. And it's a picture of Jalen Rager getting picked at 21 and then Justin Jefferson at 22. Makes me cry inside every time I see it. Uh, this was the first time all year that the Vikings never led by seven plus in this game. They did hold the lead, but again, they gave it up to the Lions. Talk about the heartbreak kids known as the Vikings this year. We're going to talk about that later in the power rankings with Jonah and Eric when they show up. Uh, Giants then lost to the Dolphins 9-20. to uh, Tua had a had a good game. I mean, they they have a five-game win streak, does Miami and those Dolphins. Uh, Tua went 30 of 41, 244, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell also had nine catches for 90 yards. I mean, really, the Giants are terrible on offense right now, and they fired Jason Garrett. Didn't seem to help as the Giants have no identity, and they were also playing without Danny Dimes as Mike Glennon got the start on short notice there. Eagles defeated the Jets when they go back to MetLife and get it done this time. Uh, they went 33-18. to Dallas Goddard caught all of his six targets for 105 and two touchdowns from Gardner Minshew, uh, who went 20 of 25 for 242 and two touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders had a great game, even though he still didn't find the end zone. He had 24 carries for 105. He left with an ankle injury. Uh, this had the makings of the shootout early, as it was touchdown Jets, touchdown Eagles, touchdown Jets, touchdown Eagles, and then more of the same a third time around. And then all of a sudden, it just didn't manifest anymore for the Jets, and the Eagles just kind of took over the game. Colts defeated the Texans very easily and very handedly, 31 to nothing. Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries for 143 and two touchdowns. This is the first Colts road shutout since 1992. Uh, Wentz did not finish the game in a move to keep him healthy and possibly prevent a first rounder going to Philly, much to my chagrin. Uh, the football team defeated the Raiders on a late second 48-yard field goal by their uh, kicker, Johnson. I can't remember his first name. I want to say it's Brad, but that's a quarterback in some way. Uh, Heineke went 23 of 30 for 196, two touchdowns and a pick. He should have had two interceptions, which would have given the Raiders the game. Uh, but unfortunately, when you have a rookie, uh, rookie strong safety, uh, his hands haven't developed yet. Uh, Gibson also had 23 totes for 88 yards in that game, where Washington did defeat the Raiders. Uh, the Jags lost to the Rams. Surprise, surprise. The Rams actually beat a you know a bad team, exactly what they do. Uh, Stafford went 26 of 38 for 295, three touchdowns. Sony Michelle, this is finally the game that we thought he was going to have when we saw that trade that he went to L.A. to begin the season. Uh, went 24 totes for 121 and a tutty. And then Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things, eight receptions for 129 and a touchdown. That man is on fire this year. Uh, the Ravens lost to the Steelers 20-19. to uh, Player of the game is Deontay Johnson, who had eight catches for 105 and two touchdown. And then also Harbaugh's terrible decision to go for two at the end of that game. I felt like they had all the momentum, and I think he did too. That's the reason why he went for two. I mean, if T.J. Watt does not create the pressure on Lamar Jackson, uh, that catch is made by Mark Andrews, and they win that game. However, I think they would have been better served to go to overtime with all that momentum and the Steelers offense looking as putrid as it did all night. Uh, 49ers lost to the Seahawks. This was an absolute shock as the player of the game was the special team's fake punt that had Homer take it to the house. Uh, he had three carries for, I think it was 81 yards and 78 of them came on that fake punt. Uh, Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things finally after he returned back from his injury, went 30 of 37 for 231, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, the D held San Francisco scoreless in the second half, and that was kind of the key of the game as the Niners did hold the lead at halftime. However, that evaporated, that two point lead evaporated and they lost by seven there. 
The Chiefs then defeated the Broncos. Surprise, surprise. Here's the Chiefs actually are finally figuring out what they're doing as they won 22 to nine. The defense had two interceptions. One one went back to the house, and then Harrison Bucker went three or three for field goals at 26, 45, and 56, even though he only went one of two for his extra point tries. Uh, Patriots then defeated the Bills. This had the making of being an absolutely great game, and the weather turned it into a terrible game, as the elements and Mac, I throw it three times and win Jones, are your player of the game. Damian Harris also had 10 totes for 111 yards and a touchdown that made it insane. Uh, I went plus one in picks this week, which makes Parker plus two for the year. Why did the Bills have to lose? Dang it. Okay, I'm fine. It's all good. Um, That would have made us even on the year. Ah, it's so frustrating, but you know, you win some, you lose some. I think I hear the doorbell. I think Jonah and Eric are coming and we're jumping right into week 14 picks when we return. Welcome back. We're getting into week 14 picks. I was right. That doorbell did ring and the DeVrants are here. Jonah and Eric, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you answering the call when I asked for, you know, need for a, uh, co-host for episode 24 introduce yourselves guys for anybody that doesn't know who you are from last season what it do baby it's your boy Davreezy. what's going on what's going on uh, uh, if you don't know this is a father son tandem shout out to all the dads out there you have arrived when you wake up in the morning you go downstairs or down the hall what have you and your son Tells you what happened in the sports world from the night before. You don't need to turn on Sports Center. You don't need to open the phone. You're just like, oh, that's terrific. It's like your own instant uh, assistant. And uh, that's what we have here with Jonah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jonah, his his football knowledge, his sports knowledge um, is starting to rival myself. And that's kind of scary to think about that uh, this could, you know, maybe maybe we need a third member of the sports GPS outside. Of, I mean, we have stack girl, we have Emma, the sports casting dog, but like they wouldn't be a full-time member. Maybe, maybe just maybe Jonah, you might, we might have to get you on more and more. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to be here. I'm more than happy to do this. I love to talk sports with y'all whenever I have the chance. So this is, um, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be able to help you out. Awesome. Thanks man. All right. Well, we're getting into week 14 picks as I've already stated, Let's just go ahead and start with Thursday. And as I said in the intro, guys, I have Parker's picks. So the the stats will still go on. We're going to make sure that Team CJ beats out Team Parker for the overall year. I start out slow, but I always pick up. That's, I mean, even in fantasy. All right, well, fantasy segment is later. Let's get into picks right now. Let's start with Thursday's game. Steelers versus Vikings. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, so it's tomorrow night's game. Uh, the Vikings are favored by three points, and I'm going to take that favorite as I think the Vikings have a bounce-back game at home uh, versus the Steelers. Parker, however, believes in Big Ben and that terrible offensive line in Pittsburgh, even on the road, and he is taking the Steelers. Uh, Team DeVreezy, I don't know who's picking this one as y'all are alternating picks. Who y'all got and why? Yeah, we're going to alternate. So I will jump in here and just say um, I think Thursday night football sometimes can just be a dumpster fire anyway. Both of these teams are exquisitely talented at being dumpster fires. (laughs) I don't think Big Ben uh, can play football five day, like with a a little four day break. So I'm going to take the Vikings in a ugly, ugly way, uh, I'll, I'll take them at home. Yeah, I think they uh, extend the streak, well, re- restart a streak of uh, having seven-plus point leads 
in games here. Uh, I don't know what Parker's thinking. I think he just doesn't want his mom to be mad at him, so he's picking the Steelers. Uh, going to Sunday slate then to start out, Cowboys versus the Washington football team. I myself am sticking with my game plan of trying to reverse Juju, the Dallas Cowboys, and I am taking the Cowboys. However, Parker is taking the football team. Jonah, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm going to say don't look now, but Washington, winners of four straight, I'm going to take them in this game. I think it's going to be a good one between them and Dallas, but I believe in Heineke, and I think that this week is just going to be a good week for him. Okay, so you believe in the Brewmeister. All right, uh, listen, I, I... there's a part of me that wants to take Washington because I feel like I could lose this game to Parker. However, I stated it. I'm going to reverse Juju the Cowboys. I want Washington to win this game more than life itself. Now, that's not entirely true. But I do want the Cowboys to lose this game, so I'd be plenty happy if Washington does take the uh, take the win here. Uh, we move on to Jaguars versus Titans, another divisional game. Titans are favored by eight and a half. That doesn't matter here, as both Parker and myself pick the Titans. Even if we were against the spread, this would be a good game to bet on. Uh, Eric, I know you are a Jags fan. Uh, yeah, uh, Jonah and I make up 100% of both Jags fans in the greater Richmond area. Uh, man, they're just not a good football team yet, and, and we hope that will change, but... It ain't going to be this Sunday. It probably won't be any time this year. Uh, love Trevor Lawrence. Love the locks. There's just there's not enough talent, really, for them to beat anybody for yep. the rest of the season. you got to like the Titans here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent at quarterback. I think the Jags will be great in two to three years uh, after a couple – Hopefully, successful drafts again. But again, the Titans too much this week. Uh, moving on to Seahawks versus Texans. Another horrible team playing a less horrible team here uh, with the Seahawks. Um, Parker and I both see the Seahawks taking down this W as they are favorites by 7.5. Jonah, uh, are you in agreement with us or are you taking the other side? Um, I'm going to agree with you guys. If your name is not Derwin, uh, you should not watch this football game. There's my little <laughs> PSA. But, yeah, the Seahawks should take care of the Texans. I think they they, they do have what, what – they, they should have a little bit of confidence coming off of that uh, win at San Francisco or in San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I believe that uh, the Seahawks, um, while they're done in this season, they're not done feasting on bad teams. Uh, the Texans are a terrible team, and so they will feast – uh, this Sunday against them. Uh, a divisional game again here. Raiders versus Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 9.5 in Arrowhead this week. Um, uh, Parker and I are both taking the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They've seemed to have found something. They like to win ugly. We're going to talk about that more in power rankings time. Them and another team uh, like to win ugly, uh, but I still think they get the win. This is not a game that you bet on. Uh, the Chiefs are terrible against the spread, by the way, as favorites. Uh, so if you're betting the game, take the Raiders. But we're taking the Chiefs straight up. Uh, Eric, do you agree with both Parker and myself? I join you there. Arrowhead, tough place to play. Uh, the Chiefs have gotten rolling. And really without Mahomes having to be a hero the last few weeks. Uh, so I think that that will continue. 
Give the Raiders some props when it looked like everything was going to fall apart somehow. They've been able to remain competitive, but I think since we're just going straight up, you got to like the Chiefs. Absolutely. With you there. Uh, moving to the Jets versus the Saints. Uh, this is in MetLife Stadium there at East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, for all you Jersey people out there, uh, what exit? Uh, but uh, both Parker and myself are picking the Saints here. Uh, and a little bounce back game, a uh, little, you know, precursor here. I like Taysom Hill this week. Uh, Jonah, are we correct on the Saints being the play here? Again, no, no arguing. I, I would take the Saints in this game. Again, Jets, just not a good football team. Being a Jaguars fan, I know what bad football looks like. And I'd put the Jets into that category. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm 100% with you. And I'm really interested to see what these power rankings are going to look like next segment. It's going to be super fun. I'm super glad that we got you guys here for that. Uh, man, there are a lot of divisional games out there this week. And we have another one here. Falcons versus the Panthers in Carolina. Cam Newton back in Carolina. I want to say this is the first time he's been home in front of his fans. I mean, I think the Panthers have it. So does Parker. Eric, your thoughts here? Uh, I think this is just an unwatchable football game as well. The Falcons aren't great. Matt Ryan's corpse against Cam Newton's corpse to me is it's it's something I'm not interested in watching. So I'll go Panthers by a smidge. But truthfully, man, McCaffrey gone. They've got other problems on both sides of the ball. I don't see a lot of points scored in this game. I don't either. I just think that uh, one Cam Newton run gets it done, and that's that's all that it could possibly take to get it done. So that's the reason why I'm taking the Panthers. I think Parker feels the same way as you, Hal. He, uh, whatever, he's almost hoping that the, uh, you know, the broadcast just goes away. Yeah, uh, I, I think you could take the under in this game. The over-under is 42.5. That means Vegas does not think that there will be six touchdowns in this game. Yeah. I mean, or I guess that's what they think they would be, but it's probably something like a a stinky 17-15, which yeah. we've seen from the WFT recently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving to yet again another divisional matchup. This time it's the second meeting of these two teams. One's coming off a bye. One's coming off of a very heartfelt loss in Pittsburgh. Ravens versus Browns. Parker and I both, and for me it's reluctantly pick the Browns here because they're coming off the bye. It makes the most sense to me, even though I think the Ravens have, you know, a little bit more juice flowing. Jonah, what are you thinking here as both Parker and I take the Browns? So I feel like I've been pretty agreeable thus far, but I'm going to have to take the Ravens. Um, I think a couple weeks ago, Lamar threw four picks against the Browns, and they still won that game. So I think if we can see a even semi-decent version of Lamar Jackson, I think he can uh, he can – get the job done for the Ravens this week. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I think the Browns are beat up. I think they've been beat up. That's the reason why I'm taking them as they're coming off the bye now. And the Ravens had that, you know, this is a three-game stretch versus divisional opponents. It's the only reason why I'm thinking the Browns take the win here because they're at home too. But trust me, do I do was I sitting there flipping a coin for who's going to win this game? Absolutely. And it landed on heads. What are you going to do? Uh, we're moving to Giants versus Chargers. This might even be a laughable game as the spread right now is minus 10. And the Chargers just 
look like they can put points up on anybody, and the Giants look like they can put points up on nobody. So both Parker and myself are picking the Chargers here. Uh, boss man, what are you thinking here? I'm with you on Chargers. Very fun to watch offensively. Um, they're a little Jekyll and Hyde sometimes, but they're at home. If that counts in LA right now, I don't <laughs> think it really does. But you gotta like Justin Herbert. Gotta like Austin Eckler. Uh, I think that um, you know Dave Gettleman probably on his way out. Danny Dimes maybe on his way out. We'll talk, touch on some of these things. In the power rankings, I'm sure, but uh, the Giants is not a very good football team. No, they're not, and the fact that my team lost to them because Jalen Rager can't catch a football just is absolutely astounding to me as well. Uh, Lions versus the Broncos is the next game. I'm actually going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick the Lions to get their second straight win. And here's the reason why. Uh, Jared Goff has actually played decent as of late. They've been a competitive team all year, and they just know how to lose games more than they know how to win them. Now that they finally learned how to win a game, I think they're going to do it more often, and the Broncos are not a good football team. So even though the spread in Vegas is 8.5 for the Broncos, I'm taking the Lions. Parker, going with Vegas here, takes the Broncos. Jonah, what are you thinking here? Am I nuts for picking the Lions here? See, as much as I want to go with the, oh, they're going to fight for it, they, they like playing for Dan Campbell, as much as I, I see that, I, I just can't do it. I have to take the Broncos. Uh, it, it'll be nice when you, you can read the Lions record and it's going to be 1-1-1-1 because they, they're going to be 1-11-1 after this week. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm going out on a limb here. I think it's a pretty sturdy limb. I am not the, uh, you know smallest of people so usually the limbs i go out on are pretty sturdy and yeah, this limb might break on me i ain't gonna lie to you all right 49ers versus the Bengals is the next matchup both parker and i think we have a bounce back game for cincinnati here uh the 49ers though they've been better on the road than they have been at home uh both parker and i think the Bengals are going to take this game down in cincinnati uh, Eric, I know it's the you know home of your favorite baseball team in the Reds, but what do you think the football team of Cincinnati are going to do this so, week? So interestingly, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Um, this is the first Super Bowl that I really remember. 1989, Super Bowl 23, Niners, Bengals. Some of you may remember or be familiar with the Icky Shuffle year. It was that mm-hmm. year. Icky Woods, Boomer Sison, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice on the other side. The, the crazy thing about that halftime show, this is before there were big bands is you could get these 3d glasses i think you had to buy like a 12 pack of pepsi cans to get these you know the red and the blue 3d on your tv with a knob and somehow or another there was actual 3d happening in the halftime show all that to say totally different cast of characters still a soft spot in my heart for the Bengals. like you said i'm a reds fan got a lot of family in kind of the the greater i guess southwestern Ohio area, Dayton, Cincinnati, shout outs. Um, but I, I like the Bengals. I don't feel great about it. Both of these teams are really inconsistent. Give me Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'm with you there. Joe Mixon has been playing and running the rock, even though he had the fumble last week that kind of put the nail in the coffin for the Bengals. I feel like he's a, you know, it, shockingly enough an underrated runner uh, especially in the fantasy circles Jonah as you know um, drafted later in the second round and yet he's still producing like the big boys um, give me you know as 
Eric uh, said the Bengals for all three of us here. Uh, Bills versus Bucks uh, is the next game on the slate. This has the chance to be the uh, you know the game that we thought Pat's Bills could have been. Um, it's going to be better weather because it's in Tampa and not you know in Buffalo. If you've never been to Buffalo, it's terrible in Buffalo. You know why do you think free agents don't choose there? But you know the Bucks here. Uh, Parker and I both think that uh, you know Tam- uh, Tampa has the chance to you know just keep deflating the Bills' sales, and uh, we're both picking Tampa Bay here. Uh, Jonah, what are your thoughts here for Bills versus Bucks? As much as I don't like to bet or pick with Tom Brady, whenever our family does Super Bowl picks, and I always try to pick the other team. As I realized, that never really works out, so I'm going to take the Buccaneers again today. The Bills, they just they just don't convince me. They are one of the Jaguars' wins, 9-6. to six. Thrilling football game. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I think that the Buccaneers are going to get it done. Yeah, I think the Bills are too reliant on Josh Allen. We're going to talk about this later in power rankings, especially myself. If the Bills could get a consistent run game, Josh Allen is so much better using play action. Um the Bills have become too Josh Allen dependent for my eyes, and that is that is hardship uh, for the Bills, and I think the Bucks make this look easy. Um, the Sunday night game, Bears versus Packers, yet again another divisional matchup, uh, this time a terrible team facing one of the best in the league in the Packers. Both Parker and myself have the Packers. Eric, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, Packers, another team that we root for. Got a lot of family in Wisconsin, and... I, you know, if we're doing against the spread, I'd probably take the Bears. The Packers don't necessarily cover a ton, and I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of in coast mode right now. But it's in Lambeau. I think they'll put it away early, and then maybe the Bears get some garbage time to make it a little interesting. But you got to like the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That 12.5-point spread is always scary. Anything over 10 Usually turns out to be a tough time for the favorite to cover. Uh, the big numbers are always 3, 6, and 10. Um, so when you see that double digit, you kind of stay away from it. But at the same time, I mean, they could easily cover this thing and win by 30. That's how bad the Bears have been, especially with Andy Dalton at the helm. Uh, and then finally, the Monday night game. Uh, yet again, another divisional matchup. Rams versus Cardinals. The second meeting of these two teams. Uh, First time went the Cardinals way, and both Parker and myself figure that to be the same storyline this time around. Jonah, are you in agreement with us, or are you thinking that the Rams found something last week against your Jaguars? So this is is definitely game of the week, right? Monday night, prime time, should be a good one. Uh, I think think I'm going to have to go with Arizona. When Kyler and D-Hop are healthy, I think that it precursor the power rankings, but I think this is a really good team, and I think even as much as I... I believe in the Rams. I believe in Stafford. I think that uh, Murray will get it done. Fair enough. No, absolutely. Completely agree with you there. The Cardinals look like a complete team. Um, I'm going to state it in, in my power ranking, so I'm not going to ruin that here. But they look all the parts of being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, so that wraps up all of the games as we have four teams on by for the last bye week. Uh, my Eagles, Parker's Colts, the Dolphins, and the Patriots are all on by this week. So I'm just going to run them back. Uh, I have the Vikings. Parker has the Steelers. 
I have the Cowboys. Parker has the Washington football team. We both like the Titans, Seahawks, Chiefs, Saints, pa- uh, Panthers, Browns. Uh, sorry, wow. Chargers, Lions. For myself, Parker is taking the Broncos, and then we both like the Bengals, Bucks, Packers, and Cardinals. Uh, when we return, we're getting into the power rankings. Jonah and Eric have compiled a list. I have compiled a list. Let's see, you know, how similar we are, how different we are. All that when we return. <laughs> Welcome back. We're getting into the power ranking. How we're going to do this, we're going to go uh, myself. I'm going to go my bottom eight teams, which are kind of the teams that are out of it. There's no way they're making the playoffs. Where do I put them in the thing? And then we're going to, uh, Eric and Jonah are basically going to tell me how wrong I am. And then uh, 24 through 16 are kind of the teams that are in the hunt. Can they make the playoffs? Can they not make the playoffs as the top 14 teams in the league essentially make it? And then, again, the next eight, which are like the wild card hopefuls. And then the top eight, which are the cream of the crop. So let's just go ahead and dive in here. Uh, At number 32, the Houston Texans. Uh, They don't have a good quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. Yes, Brandon Cooks isn't that good. And they still have the Deshaun Watson drama hanging over their heads. Uh, That's the reason why they couldn't get a good head coach hire. It's the reason why they're looking terrible. They can surprise teams because they do have talent in some aspects. Like Tyrod Taylor can have great games. They're one in a million, few and far between. So that's the problem for me. Texans are at 32. Uh, Both your teams here, the Jaguars at 2-10. and I've said it multiple times. They have, at least they have a generational talent uh, Trevor, uh, with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Uh, the problem is they need a field general on defense and they need a better offensive line. They have a decent run game when the offensive line is clicking, but there's not enough time for Trevor Lawrence to make magic happen. And so this team just doesn't, you know, inspire confidence a lot on the offensive end of the uh, side of the ball. And they can't stop enough people for that lack of offense. Uh, The Jets at 30 for me, uh, they're the only team that has never beaten a team that they have faced more than five times in their history. They are 0-12 now against the Eagles, Um, and this is such a Jet stat uh, that's really funny. Uh, This team has promise, uh, but also maybe not. Uh, 29, I like the Lions here. I know they have the worst record in the sport. But this team is better than their record states, and they play so hard for Dan Campbell. This team just always finds a way to lose. Well, that was until Sunday happened this week against Minnesota. Uh, 28 here, the Bears. Uh, This team just has a way to make the easy look super difficult. No passing game uh, has led to a really tough time for a good running back in Montgomery. Uh, He gets the job done, unfortunately, when a defense stacks nine in the box and they know you're running it, it's tough. Um, I hope Fields can be the answer for them in the future, but currently he's not. I mean, sidelined with a rib injury, that's not overly his fault. And they did show some promise when Fields was on the field. Uh, At 27 here, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I think Matt Ryan should be done. However, right now his contract makes that super hard to do for this team. Uh, This team needs to run first, but their offensive line also makes that tough. I mean, they've got two really, really good running backs in Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, and Patterson can do it all. Uh, I've even stated on this podcast that he's a cheat code, uh, but unfortunately that's not enough when your offensive line does nothing for you. Uh, Here at 26, the Saints. 
Uh, this team in in my head, it's it's always a if only we stayed healthy, we'd be great, right? I mean, Jameis Winston, if only he stayed healthy, we could at least have a decent offense. Kamara, if only he stayed healthy, you know, we'd have that cheat code. The offensive line too, they're missing two starters, and now Taysom Hill has a finger injury, and they hope he can avoid surgery. This team is just the if only we could have stayed healthy. I have them at twenty six, and to round out the bottom eight here. I have the Carolina Panthers. Run CMC makes this team so special. Uh, the problem is, you know, he can't stay healthy. Uh, Sam Darnold looked like he could be really good, and then they ran into Dallas earlier in the year. And now, you know, they're hoping Newton can find his MVP magic. I just don't think that's the case. Uh, you know, where did I go wrong in this bottom eight, guys? Uh, where did I go right? You know, let me know, Eric. What's up? Yeah, I don't think that you can argue too much of this. Like, are you going to say, well, they should be 29. They should be. Of course, you hurt my feelings a little bit with the Jags as next to worst. I think right now, the way the teams are comprised, the Jags could beat the Jets at least five out of ten times. Uh, there'd probably be eight ties uh, in there, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, neither team very good at football. Texans, dumpster fire. You know, Lions, the one thing that I would add there is that you do still think they're probably playing for the number one pick. Mm -hmm. um, this year's draft, maybe not as much top-end talent. It's a deeper draft, but they still have that to play for, air quotes around play right. for, right? Um, and then, yeah, Bears, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, they're just all flawed. Um, I think that some of them are a couple of years away. Others are a couple of years past their prime. That whole lot of teams, you're just... If you've got a good team, you're excited to see those teams on your schedule. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, you're looking forward to the draft of next year. Absolutely. No, I'm, I completely agree with you. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, the, the Jets just show me more promise on the offensive line than the Jags. Uh, I mean, they have Mekhi Becton at left tackle, who's going to be an absolute mauler and a great blindside protector for Zach Wilson. I don't see that, you know, absolute stud offensive line tackle for Trevor Lawrence right now. And that's that's the one piece that was coin flipping, coin flipping. And when I saw Becton, I'm like, you know what? The Jets at least have a solid left tackle for at least the next three years as he's still on a rookie deal too. Um, I'm going to go ahead and fire 24 through uh, 17 here. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the other New York team, the Giants, they're 4-8. and eight. They fired their OC, as I talked about earlier, and Jason Garrett, and they've scored a whopping total of 23 points in two games. Yes, they're 1-1 one and one, thanks to Jalen Rager and his no hands, uh, but the main question is Danny Dimes. Uh, replace him this offseason or get better on the offensive line? I technically choose the latter, as I think if you give Danny Dimes some time, he would be better. So I, I think they need to attack O-line here and see one more year of Danny Dimes with a better offensive line. Uh, at 23, I got the Denver Broncos. They don't have Vaughn Miller, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater just isn't the answer for them. I like the running back room with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, the rookie, uh, but they need a quarterback that can threaten with the deep ball. Uh, you know, everybody said Bridgewater has a decent deep ball. I just haven't seen it, and neither has Cortland Sutton outside of two-game stretch. Uh, at 22, I have the Seattle Seahawks. I put Seattle higher purely because they're 6-6 six and six if Wilson didn't miss time. Uh, this team will be at a crossroads after this season for sure. Uh, you either build around Russell Wilson and bank on his greatness, or you trade him and jumpstart a rebuild by getting at least two firsts and a second for him. I'm thinking he's more like three first-rounders to the you know, to a team that's desperate enough out there that would like it. I mean, he's a he's a great player. 
this is the first time we've ever worried about his uh, longevity. This is the first time he's ever been hurt, like truly hurt, uh, and missed significant time. So I think they jumpstart the rebuild by trading Russell Wilson and getting those picks. Uh, the Raiders at 21 here. Uh, this team had so much promise to start the year, and ever since uh, Gruden was escorted away from this team uh, for, you know, whatever you want to say it was, uh, the team just hasn't been the same. I believe in Derek Carr can live up to his contract, uh, but this O-line needs to find some better pieces. Even though Leatherwood has surprised me, he was still a reach in the draft for sure. Uh, Washington football team here at 20. And... Uh, you know, the football team has uh, has a problem, and they're needing a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes down the stretch. Uh, if they get beat by the Raiders, if a rookie strong safety can hold on to a duck of a throw to close out the game, uh, their defense uh, isn't opportunistic as much as it was in years past, and that's just worrisome for me, as I thought their defense would carry them this year, and it hasn't as much uh, so far. Uh, then they have the Steelers at 19 here. Um, I might be sleeping on the couch for this one, but the Steelers have a defense, uh, thanks to Watt and, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick and, um, well, a running back with a mediocre offensive line at best. Uh, they're a finger, uh, better pass and a fingertip grab away from losing on Sunday. And that's what lands them here at 19 for me. Uh, I'm going to put my Eagles at 18 here. It seems like it happens every year and that train is just never late. Uh, oh, you don't know what it is. Oh, it's the QB controversy train. And this time it's Minshew and Hurts. Uh, Sirianni tried to stop it uh, as best as he could after the game, but the ball just got rolling. Uh, and, you know, it won't stop until Hurts has a game like Minshew did versus the Jets. Meanwhile, Gardner Balboa, I mean, uh, Minshew, has the heart and pulse of Philadelphia fandom. And then to round out number 17 here, the Vikings at 5-7. and seven. Yes, they just lost to Detroit, and yes, they learned how to steal defeat from the jaws of victory this year. But until last week, they had a touchdown plus lead in every game. That means something, and Detroit being a divisional opponent gives them a slight pass, even though Cousins is still trying to figure out, do you still like that? What do you think about my next eight, guys? I mean, I, I think with with all these teams in the middle, we we spoke on this earlier, but there it, it seems like there's a clear tier at the bottom and there's a clear tier at the top, and everything in the middle could go from 24 to like seven or eight. Um, I think I think Washington could be a little bit higher up. I think especially the these last four games, they've uh, you did say they they had that one uh, lucky win against the Raiders because that that's how strong safety has my hands. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think that they're looking a little bit better. And then I think with the Eagles, you know, as a Jags fan, we love that Minshew mania. So do you, do you think it'll be Hurts starting once Hurts is healthy? Yeah, Sirianni basically all but said that, uh, well, no, he did say it. He flat out said it, that Hurts is going to start uh, as soon as he is healthy and it's not going to be Minshew, um, which you know leads me to believe that week 15 is the Eagles have the bye this week, uh, that Hurts is going to be back there. Um but yet I have a, a friend of mine who's not an Eagles fan sit there and say Minshew should start. I have multiple other Eagles fans that are friends of mine that say, you know, Minshew should start. And then I have everybody else that's like, what are you doing? It was the Jets. Like, you know, what are you going to do? But until Hurts has that game, this will always be a controversy. And it feels like it's it's every year that the Eagles have this. And it's I'm just sitting here going, that train is never late. Like, just just point at the watch. You don't even have to have a watch in your hand, and that train is never late. It's just the Eagles and a quarterback controversy will always happen for the foreseeable future, it feels like for me. Um, and it's it's frustrating because I think the Eagles are good. 
I think they could they could make a playoff push. I, I think they have that style of team. They have a team that resembles in my head uh, the Super Bowl winning team as far as every position but quarterback. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is just a runner instead of a thrower, and that's what scares me. So I'm, I can, I can completely agree with everything there. This was that was the hardest section for me was uh, 24 through uh, 17, basically 16 up is kind of similar. I'm going to, you know, dive into that as well here. Um, I got the Browns at 16. Uh, this team can run the football to win uh, because Baker scares me with the game on the line. The OBJ trade seemed to be an addition by subtraction, but they need more in the passing game, and this defense will be great in two years, but they're way too green to be trusted right now. And so that's what scares me about the Browns, and that's why I actually have them on the outside looking in. Uh, at 15 here, I have the 49ers, uh, much like the Browns, this team has to run the ball to be effective. Uh, but I believe in Jimmy G just slightly better than a battered and bruised Baker Mayfield, a completely healthy Baker Mayfield. Maybe this is a different story. Uh, but right now Baker is playing on a whim and a prayer. Uh, Nick Bosa said that they blew the game on Sunday. Uh, but when your offense takes a safety to go along with three giveaways, you need to be better to have that. Uh, overcome even a team, especially in a divisional opponent uh, like Seattle there. Um, the Dolphins I have at 14. Uh, they've won five straight after starting one and seven, um, and they've tightened the race in the AFC East. Two has made uh, the doubters question their thoughts, and this defense is really good with Flores at the helm. Uh, Miami used to beat people with offense back in the day with you know Dan Marino and a bunch of their wide receivers. Um, however, they've made a change to defense first and that always travels in December and January. So this team could be dangerous. I have them just sneaking into the playoffs at 14. Uh, the Titans here, they were top 10, if not top five team with Derrick Henry on the field. However, Tannehill isn't enough for this team to be successful against the best in the NFL. Uh, Henry will be back come playoff time, but I'm starting to worry that they might not make the big dance. Uh, they were, they're very happy that the NFL expanded playoffs to seven teams per conference. Uh, number 12, I have the Ravens at 8-4 and four here. Uh, boy, do they love to win and lose ugly. This team can run. Okay, Lamar can run. Uh, but joking aside, that is their identity. And when teams shut down that and sack Lamar like Pittsburgh did this past Sunday, the passing game makes it really, really hard for them to run. And this team has trouble putting points on the board. Uh, number 11 here, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, when they get down, they can come back. And we sh we saw it this past week. They're down 24. They put up 22 without even blinking. And this means new li no lead is safe. Uh, and it also means that when they hold a lead, because their defense is a little bit of a, what Eric would call a dumpster fire against the league's best, uh, this troubles me. That's the sole reason why I can't put them in the top 10. But uh, they do have a good quarterback. They have a good running back. They have a good wide receiver. All of those things are necessary to be at least in the conversation. Um, I have the Chargers at 10 here. As the president and vice president of the official Herbert fan club, myself and Parker, uh, I can't put this team lower, even though they probably should be. Uh, this team will go as far as Herbert takes them, and that excites and also scares myself and Parker. Uh, heartbreak and missed opportunities highlight this season for the other L.A. team. The Chargers have had so many wins that they just couldn't finish out, and I'm glad that they were able to finish one off against Cincinnati, and the reason why I put them at 10 over Cincinnati at 11. And then to round out the you know, wild card teams here, I have the uh, Indianapolis Colts. 
Uh, if they feed Jonathan Taylor and this team will go far, uh, they need to find more turnovers on defense and they will go even further. Uh, it's a big shame that they face Tennessee both times early and they finally have hit their stride as an offense with Carson Wentz uh, at the helm now. And they didn't have that early in uh, the season. Uh, so to kind of round out that, I have Browns at 16, Niners at 15, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, Bengals, Chargers, Colts. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll echo what Jonas said too in that that I really do think you could go as far down as kind of low 20s all the way up to like, are you sure? Are we sure the Chargers are good? Are we sure the Bengals are good? You, You put the Ravens probably a little lower than maybe some publications might, but then you look at their last five games and it's, you could envision a scenario where they're eight and nine. They go Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers to close it out. I'm not saying they'll go eight and nine, but like you said, they can't score points. They just lost probably their best corner this past week, mm-hmm. at least uh, maybe for the rest of the regular season. Right. Um, I, I have a lot of friends in Baltimore. Uh, that stadium gets jumping. That's a, a black and blue division for sure, but. I think that Ravens could be a nine-win team and on the outside looking in um, if certain things fall the right way or or the wrong way if if you're a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, just they just – I mean, they beat the Chiefs looking like they could be everything, and then ever since then it's a win ugly or a win – or a loss ugly. It's not pretty um, for Baltimore. And, you know, and, and back when they were good with Ray Lewis, I mean, it was never pretty for them then. So maybe I am wrong. Maybe they do need to be in the single digits, but I mean, man, they could be 17, 18 as well. Um, so it's, it's really hard when, as you've said, and as Jonah, you've stated as well, when you're looking at these teams and you go, man, I'm, I'm putting a seven and six team over an eight and four team. Well, yeah, I mean, you got a late buy and you've got a quarterback that's new coming in and the Colts here, I mean, man, they just they just made uh, beating the Texans look easy. I know everybody does, but I mean, thirty-one nothing on the road is a statement, and that's the reason why I had to put them nine here. Yeah, I, mean, I think at this point in the season, you've got weather, you've got injuries, and all, all you need is a little bit of momentum. All of a sudden, three game swing, these division games that really count, two for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's why I support you having the Colts where you did because. They're probably the best team in the division right now with an right. injured Derrick Henry. Um, and who knows? A, a couple big division wins, and all of a sudden they're they're free and clear and locked into the playoffs. There's a handful of other teams that could have similar scenarios, just, just depend upon how it all falls. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get into the top eight here and how they all fall. These are kind of the division favorites, even though some match divisions here. Uh, but we'll definitely get into it right now. At number eight, I have the Rams. They're eight and four right now. They feast on bad teams, which make them look really good. The problem is uh, they don't do it, and they don't step up their game when they face good teams. It's like Stafford played for a losing franchise for most of his career or something. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm betting that they figure it out as they get along in the year, and their acquisitions of OBJ and Vaughn Miller start, you know, reaping benefits and they're all in right now so they have to start doing something and so i'm banking on that and the reason why i'm putting them at eight uh the bills for me 
are at seven. Um, they're almost in a free fall, and Stoic McDermott needs to figure out how to take pressure off of Josh Allen. I've said this before. Uh, this team can find a running game that could be dangerous, purely because Allen thrives when using play action. Uh, completion percentage is 15% better when he's play faking than when he's just doing straight dropbacks. Bills need to find some balance, and they can make another run at a Super Bowl. I know they uh, had four straight in the 90s. Uh, they got close last year when they ran into the Chiefs. Uh, I really feel like the Bills could be there. They just have to find that running game. At number six, I reluctantly put the Dallas Cowboys. This team is loaded with talent at every position. Their quarterback is great. And now he's not elite, to be clear. But he is great, and he is the reason why they're winning right now, because they were horrible last year without him. They also have two really, really good running backs in Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. They also have three stud wide receivers in CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and you can even throw Michael Gallup into that mix. Their offensive line is top in the top five in the NFL, if not the top in the NFL. You can make that argument. Their defense has some ball hawks and takes the ball away and helps the offense get going. They win the East by default, uh, but they would probably win it even if there were some other better teams involved as well. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I have at five here. Uh, when you have Patrick Mahomes, anything is possible. He wasn't playing well to start the year. Now he's starting to turn the corner. Not to mention the defense has found its stride as well. Uh, I am worried that they have some Ravens in them where they like to win ugly. But with Mahomes on your side, they're going to get my vote more often than not. I have them at five. Uh, the Patriots now, winners of seven straight, make this team super dangerous now because they believe they are super dangerous. Uh, Bill Belichick has Mac Jones looking like the early years of Tom Brady right now, and this e this defense will win a lot of games like it did this past Sunday versus the Bills. I am worried that Jones might not be able to beat better teams, but this defense will make it hard for teams to put pressure on him to make them beat him. I've got the Patriots at number four. Now, these next three teams here, uh, if you have a different top three positioning, I, you know what, I'm not going to hate you, as I truthfully wanted to put these as 1A, 1B, and 1C, but because I can't do that, I'm putting the Packers at number three here. I put the Packers here purely because of injuries, and if they get healthy, they could be the best team in the league. R-E-L-A-X, man, why does that always work out for Aaron Rodgers? Um, truly... He has found his stride. He's got Devonta Adams. That's all he really needs. Oh, and yes, he's found a running game with Jones and Dylan. Uh, at number two, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady and being the defending Super Bowl champions put them ahead of the Packers for me ever so slightly. This offense has all the weapons they could ever need and no lead is safe with them. Uh, the only way to beat them is to not let Tom Brady have the ball with a chance to win the game. Just ask the Indianapolis Colts. And then at number one, I have the Arizona Cardinals. They have the best record. They have a top five quarterback. They have a top five wide receiver. They have a top five running back. And now they arguably have a top five tight end in Zach Ertz. Oh, and they have J.J. Watt, and he's pretty good. This team is just talented at every position, and they can compete with everyone. Their two losses come by way of the Packers in a nail-biter of a Thursday night game and in a blowout loss with Colt McCoy at quarterback to the Panthers, and they don't have Murray. If they have Murray under center, they win that game. Uh, they're 4-0 in their division, which is arguably the best in the NFL, so I have the Cardinals at 1. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and recap that again. I have Rams at 8, I have Bills at 7, Cowboys at 6, Chiefs at 5, Patriots 4, 
Packers, Bucks, Cardinals round out the top three. Jonah, where did I go wrong? Uh, I think I, I really like that top three. As you said, I, I agree with the what 1A, 1B, 1C. I would put the Cardinals as my top team. As you said, Kyler, D-Hop, they've got good running backs. Now they've got Ertz, J.J. Watt on the D-line. That's a good team. Uh, I do think it does look a little bit better without losing to the Panthers, but what can you do? What, what can you expect from Colt McCoy? Um, and then Bucks and Packers. But I think really one thing, this NFL season has been really unpredictable, and I think it goes to show that how many – like, it's very tight. There's not really a consensus great team, which is why you see that, that cluster at the top. Patriots at four, as much as I don't want to admit it, the Patriots are a good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I understand your concern with Mac Jones. I, I, I don't know how he's going to fare in the playoffs, but uh, we're going to see how that goes. And then I, I really like everything else. Cowboys are inconsistent. They have the talent, but they're inconsistent. And then the Rams... Really, looking at their schedule, they have a good win against the Colts, good win against the Bucks, and that's both weeks two and three. But then after that, you got a loss to the Cardinals, uh, loss to the Titans, loss to the 49ers, loss to the Packers, and then you're beating teams that are at the bottom of the, the power rankings there. So I, I understand why you have an eight. I am a Stafford guy. I believe in Stafford, but you got to win against good teams. Yeah, and, and that is that is my problem. And I, Park, Parker and I highlighted this last week. Uh, with the Rams that they, yeah, they really have beaten teams that they should beat and they lose to teams that they need to play up to and they just can't figure it out. I think Stafford's been hurt um, for the last, you know, month or so. um, And that could have probably prevented them from beating those teams that are on that list that you provided. Uh, You know, I just, I feel like the Rams have to figure it out with Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. The problem is they're playing for a wild card spot and they're going to have to travel in the playoffs because the Cardinals are so good and they're in the same division. And that is tough for them. I mean, they they could end up with the, you know, second or third best record in the uh, NFC and they could be a wild card team, which makes it tough, but it is what it is. Um, you know, so overall, how did I do as, you know, I did did I miss bad on any really for any stretch? I don't think you missed bad. I was just looking, um, you know, as you were talking about NFC teams, three at the top right here. I started thinking about what I guess we'd historically call wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have AFC, who knows who's going to be in there. But right. you're going to have, let's just say, Packers and Bucks uh, don't end up with that buy. It's the Cardinals with the buy. So then you've got something like, you know, Packers, Cowboys, or Rams, Bucks. Like, I'm like, man. That sounds like a good time. I'm yeah. looking forward to to that. Now, of course, if you're a fan of one of those teams, it's like, man, we we had a great season. Why do we have to play another really good team in the first playoff week? It's like, well, thanks, NFL. 17-week season, seven playoff teams. Uh, it is what it is. So, no, I don't, I don't have any organ rejection or violent disagreement with, with what you've put there. I think there's a lot of question marks. Like we said, yeah. the Bills are at seven. That times they've looked like one or two. By the end of the year, they could look like twenty. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm in full agreement with you. Parker and I picked them at the quarter poll this year to be our Super Bowl team, and now they look like an absolute dumpster fire. Um, and really, it's it's come down to the fact they have no run game. If they had a run game, it would be a totally different story. Um, well, that was awesome. Uh, I know I didn't book you for some fantasy, but you know what? Are you willing to stick around for one more segment, guys? Sure, that sounds great. Awesome. Let's do it, baby. Awesome. We're getting into our last segment, Final Destination Fantasy Football, when we return. 
Welcome back. Final destination fantasy football. We're going to start them out with some stardom and sit them. We've come up with a very interesting way to do stardom and sit them. Uh, I've been so bad. Uh, well, I had a good week 12. I didn't have a great last week, but I also had a mediocre week 11. So Eric has decided that Jonah and him are going to tag team on where am I going to miss and where am I going? Where am I making a mistake with my stardom and sinums and where they think, uh, you know, someone should be flipped possibly either. I have someone that you should sit that they think you, you know, should probably start or vice versa here uh, that I have starting and you haven't sent them. So I'm going to go ahead and just fire through all of them like I normally do. And then uh, these guys are going to chime in on them. Uh, so we're going to start out with quarterback here. Start them. I've got Cam Newton versus the Falcons. The Falcons have a terrible run defense. I think Cam Newton finds the end zone at least once, if not twice, with his legs. That's a guaranteed 12 points, and with that much of a floor, that's the reason why I like Cam Newton as a start here. Not much with his arm, but mainly with his legs to find the end zone. And then I also have, for the same reason, Taysom Hill versus the Jets. Um, the Jets defense is terrible. Gardner Minshew, I mean, Gardner Malbell, no, no, Gardner Minshew's right. Uh, he, you know, has found his stride versus the Jets, so Taysom Hill must do the same thing. I also think he finds the end zone with his legs. That is a good base and a good floor. Start both of them this week in fantasy. Sit em. I don't like Ryan, uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, excuse me, versus the Jaguars. It's not the fact that I think he's going to have a bad game. It's the fact that I think he only throws the ball 20 times and... They just run the ball like crazy, and so he's not going to amount for many points. Yes, he might find the end zone with his legs, but it's a little less likely versus the Jaguars than I think with the two I've previously mentioned with stardom. So sit Ryan Tannehill if you have a better option there. I also think you're going to sit Matt Stafford versus the Cardinals. He had a terrible first game against them. I think this game is going to be a similar script, so I'm also sitting Matt Stafford versus the Cardinals. As far as running backs concerned, we're starting Saquon Barkley versus the Chargers. He is really the only consistent offensive weapon that the Giants have, and the Chargers not great against the run anyway, so start Saquon Barkley versus the Chargers. I also like Montgomery versus the Packers. You might sit there and say, but the Packers are going to you know, lead. It's going to take Montgomery out of the script. He caught the ball out of the backfield, and he had plenty of touches when they were getting blown out by Arizona this past week, so the workload is still there play Montgomery against the Packers. I'm sitting uh, Singletary versus the Bucks. First off, the Bucks have a great run defense with Vita Vea in the center, and Singletary has not been getting the touches for the Bills as they seem to not want to run the ball, as I've noted in power rankings. So we're sitting Singletary versus the Bucks, and then you're also going to sit Coleman versus the Saints. I'm sorry, the Saints' run defense has only been exposed by one team this year, and it was the Philadelphia Eagles. They also have beaten the Jets 12 straight times, so you're sitting to having Coleman versus the Saints. Uh, as far as wide receivers concerned, I like T. Higgins versus the Niners. I don't think the Niners secondary is that great. T. Higgins is a jump ball guy, so I really like T. Higgins versus the 49ers this week. And then I like Gage versus the Panthers. Uh, Gage you know, has two really, really good consistent weeks. The last two, he's finally found his stride. He's starting at his target load. I think he's actually going to surprise people yet again here with a big game versus the Panthers. Sinem, I don't like Cortland Sutton versus the Lions. This is more to do with Teddy Bridgewater than Cortland Sutton, as Sutton really hasn't done anything outside of two games this year. Too bad I didn't have him on my fantasy team those two games, and that is a problem. 
I also don't like Hollywood Brown versus the Browns. Uh, the the Ravens offense just hasn't done it for me the last couple weeks, and I think the Browns defense is better than most people think, especially coming off the bye and the Ravens coming off a hard-fought week against the Steelers. I'm sitting Hollywood Brown, and I know he's going to go off because I told you to sit him. Uh, tight ends, I'm starting Fant versus the Lions. I think this is the player that sparks the offense for the Denver Broncos this week as I think Bridgewater really likes his security blanket and Noah Fant so I would start him there I also like Kyle Pitts versus the Panthers yes another pass catcher versus the Panthers here but Pitts makes my love list here as far as that's concerned Sidham I don't like Jared Cook versus the Giants the Giants actually have a decent linebacking core they held Dallas Goddard to basically nothing, and they've held a lot of teams' tight ends to nothing this year, so I don't like uh, Jared Cook versus the Giants. And then Higby versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals don't let anything happen via way of tight end, as Cole Clement learned this past week with the Bears. Uh, Higby had a terrible game the first time. I think that will also happen again here with Higby Sidham. All right, guys, where did I mess up? Uh, who, who do I need to flip? Where do I need to go? What did I do wrong? No, a lot of, a lot of deep background knowledge there. And I appreciate it. Uh, my first nit to pick will be with, uh, on QB Cam Newton. I think I said this in power rankings. I, I think he's done. I think he's a corpse. Um, he cannot pass the ball. We've only really seen two games and some change out of him. Uh, only one of those was serviceable from a fantasy perspective. He has yet to throw over 200 yards in any of those three games. I realize you said it's a rushing play potentially with them, but I don't know, man. I, I think they could just almost put everybody in the box and say, look, you're not going to throw, so also you're not going to run. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it could be a single-digit performance from Superman there. Fair enough. No, I can completely get that. Um, and I definitely see you there. I'm just looking at floor plays. Um, and, and whenever a quarterback can find the end zone with his legs, i.e. a Kyler Murray, i.e. a Lamar Jackson, you want that play. Uh, but no, I could definitely see it. I mean, Newton had a favorable matchup in week 12 and put up a dud as well. Um, so I can completely get you there. I just think the Falcons are an even worse opponent. Um, Jonah, where did, where did I mess up? Uh, you have, you looking at my running backs, I think here, where, where did I mess up there? So, by no means am I saying sit Saquon Barkley. I would just say I think against the Chargers, you might want to lower your expectations for him a bit. I think the Giants will be trailing in this game. Uh, so, I don't think he's going to have as many opportunities. Um, and I'm not saying I think Barkley can still he still get you some points, but I, I don't think if you're expecting an RB1 type performance, uh, maybe maybe I, I don't think he's going to supply that this week. Okay, that's fair. I The reason why I like Barkley versus the Chargers is I think he's the only offense that they can produce. And I think that uh, if you're looking at offense and if you're giving the man 30 touches, he's going to find the end zone. That's the reason why I like him. It's just the fact that he's going to have the volume of an RB1 and he will always have the volume of an RB1 even though people have been sleeping on him over the last couple weeks. And he's due to find the end zone. I've said this about Miles Sanders all year, even though he still doesn't. He at least had a good game last week. Um, when you have the volume, that's the reason why I like it. So that's the reason for my stardom, but I completely get you. The Chargers defense is pretty stout, and they are going to be playing from behind. I am also thankful that Barkley can catch it out of the backfield as well. I will tamper my judgment if Mike Lennon again gets the start there. 
with the Giants as well. Uh, Eric, uh, wide receiver, where did I mess up? No, I, actually, I think you you did a pretty good job here. The one thing I'll flag just uh, on the injury report, you got T. Higgins as your first stardom. Listed as questionable, didn't practice today, Wednesday. And this is just one of those deals. You know, the Niners are probably average secondary, so um, there is some upside potential there. But particularly, let's say that they get an early lead. You see this later in the season sometimes where guys will say, hey, sit that guy down. He's He's got a nicked up. He's got a little twinge. And the Niners can hit hard from time to time. So I would just say uh, I don't think there's really anything too wrong there. But keep an eye on that injury report as it relates to T. Higgins. Yeah, absolutely. Injury report has not been my friend as I had Hurts starting last week and then he didn't even play. But if you got the handcuff, quote-unquote, with uh, Gardner Minshew, he paid off last week for you. So, you know, if you have a Jamar Chase or if you have a uh, Taj Boyd, if Higgins doesn't go, I like both of those options as well. But if you have Jamar Chase in your lineup, you're starting him. You're not questioning things. Uh, So that's the reason why I kind of stayed away from a Chase. I like that matchup, really, as the Niners secondary hasn't been great as the Seahawks tore him up this past week. Um, tight end Jonah, did I mess up here? Do I need to be putting somebody in or do I need to be taking somebody out? And this is hard to nitpick because especially this year, tight end is not a very deep, uh, position, but I'm going to say sit Kyle Pitts versus the Panthers. I think, uh, Calvin Ridley stepping away from football really hurt him because it's like, he's really their number one go-to receiver, and he's drawing more coverage. In the last six games, he's not having an output of nine points or more. Um, so I, I think that it's going to be tough for him against the Panthers. The Panthers are uh, – they, they've had a little bit of a bounce-back defense uh, as of late, uh, but I think it's going to be a uh, down week for Kyle Pitts. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I just feel uh, that Pitts is due – um, we all know the talents there. We all, I, if you're looking at one place to nitpick the Panthers defense, it's their linebacking core. And as far as tight ends are concerned, that's where you kind of look at if, uh, you know, a linebacking core is weak. That's the reason why you always pick, uh, the tight end that's facing the Eagles, uh, cause their linebacking core is that atrocious. Um, sorry, Alex Singleton and TJ Edwards, who have Played better as of late. Uh, But really, Ryan Giffrin had one catch last week for the Jets, and it was a touchdown. So at least you know you have a floor there. Uh, That's kind of where I'm going at with the Kyle Pitts. But I know I completely understand the play. He is getting a lot more uh, double coverage, seeing a lot more of that. Um, So I can completely agree with that. Uh, Well, that was the stardom situm. Since I have Jonah and Eric here, uh, as Eric so eloquently said in the first segment that they were with us, uh, they are the father-son team of what used to be Chark Week, uh, now is uh, Hasta La Vizca, baby. Hasta La Vizca, baby, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the work league update, uh, so to speak, here. Uh, Jonah and Eric are leading the original division um, as they have a 9-4 and four record. Um, they are solid in the playoffs. Uh, go ahead and run down your team and tell everybody what you hope to be uh, to get your crown back as you were a champion and uh, you were dethroned last year. Uh, what team is going to take you, hopefully, to a uh, crown this year? Uh, so right now we got Josh Allen at quarterback stud. He, he is putting in some inconsistent performances, but it, I think he 
really all you got to do is hit the projection. He's got a really high projection, so when he goes a little bit under that, you notice. Uh, David Montgomery, who I like that he's in the stardom. Uh, I feel like he's got he's got a really nice playoff uh, schedule. Looking forward to that. And then I picked up uh, Chuba Hubbard, the Carolina off the waiver wire. I think I'm starting him this week just to kind of see. Um, not sure exactly how I feel about that, but I did have my first pick this season was Derrick Henry, who was on my IR spot. Second pick was Calvin Ridley on my bench. I also drafted Michael Carter, who is coming along, but is now also on IR. So we've got a little bit of a graveyard down at the bench. No, I completely understand that. This team um, absolutely wore the uh, wiped the floor with me earlier in the season. I can't remember that exact uh, score because I don't want to remember it. Oh, wait, it was 112 to 152. I do remember that shellacking. But that was the last game that I... Uh, I had my losing streak of you made me zero and four in that week, and then I turned it around and have become six and seven. I went six and three in the last nine, um, and everybody kind of knows my roster. But I'm actually starting Cam Newton this week because Jalen Hurts is out. I still have Najee. I still have James Conner. My running back position is absolutely filthy. Um, I have uh, Devonta Freeman as well with Devonta Adams. Uh, uh, Godwin and Russell Gage. Um, I've got to figure out my tight end situation as Fabian Monroe looks like he's back to his backup role um, as well. I actually need to win this week and I need some favorable matchups to go my way. Um, it's all divisions um, matchups the last three weeks and also the first three weeks in this league. I'm very happy that I set it up that way. You're welcome. Um, but I actually need to win, and I need Team Stalker, the reigning champion of the work league, to beat y'all taking L's um, so I can make the playoffs. That is basically um, I win, and I get that um, Stalker win, and I'm in uh, with the loss. Uh, either way, I am out and not able to defend there. Um, so definitely looking forward to a fun week. Parker is in, by the way. He is 10-3, and three, uh, taking a cruise into his uh, winning of the Nuggets division as uh, the team, the spicy division, the one that I'm in, is, uh, is kind of tight there in the middle trying to figure out who gets the last spots. Um, again, I want to thank uh, Eric and Jonah for joining. Any parting words for the fans out there on this episode 24? No, we'd, we'd just like to thank all 12 of you for listening. Uh, we, uh, we really do love coming on. Uh, CJ Parker, you guys do a great job, and it's cool to see your knowledge and your passion intersect, and uh, just much love to you. Keep it up. Uh, yeah, it's always, always great. It's the second time being on the show, and then really any time. I get to be with people uh, that I have a great, good relationship with. I get to talk sports, really just that's right in my alleyway, so I'm glad to be able to help you guys uh in this situation and way. All right. Well, thanks again for dropping by. Eric DeVrant, Jonah DeVrant. Uh, on behalf of Parker White, I am CJ Holly. This has been the Sports GPS. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.